following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to the Next of Kin podcast. I'm your host, Rich, joined by my son, Christian. How are you doing today, sir? What's up? How are we doing? Uh, you look like you're doing homework over there. I'm brown down. He's, uh, he's getting things ready. Sure. After the podcast already started. So. Yep. Uh, well, but welcome back. Um, it's been a little while. Haven't, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. We, we've been inconsistent. Uh, just too much going on right now between yeah. the two of us. Uh, a lot of exciting things going on in Emerge. We have a lot of podcasts well, we coming up. We got podcasts up. that make us money going on. Yeah, we have so. some cool pod. We have, yeah, we're, we, 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 Emerge, obviously for those who might not sure how much people know about who listen to the, listen and watch the podcast. Yeah, I understand the wider podcast. Yeah, we, we, we operate, uh, our family operates the business known as Emerge, Media, which is, which operates a facility called Emerge, where we are recording from. And we've been in the process of building more sets. And uh, we've built uh, two more sets down in our basement. So we actually have three full podcast studios here at Emerge now. And uh, so Christian and, and I participate in another podcast called the 716th Attack Legion, uh, which is a Star Wars podcast. I just started a new podcast, which doesn't drop the first episode, with two gentlemen. Uh, the podcast is called Double Fist Punch Podcast, which is on a Star Wars, uh, excuse me, Star Trek podcast. And we have many other podcasts coming in to emerge. So yeah, we've been very Zach's busy getting the building ready to, for yeah. lots of Zach's other things. Zach's trying to revamp his. Yes, the uh, Zach Squared is going to get rebranded as the Beefy Persons which or I'll Beefy Boys. Be on that yes. one a little bit, so, but as Zach well, because that's so, a lot of my friends. Yeah. So. so Emerge started off with like two, three podcasts, and we're going to be up to th- 11 or 12 or 13 depending on what happens this week so appreciate everyone who's been participating um so today we are going to be talking about just what we've been doing like what we've been watching when we haven't when i haven't been here and you haven't been at your job what have we been working on or watching uh and um while while he's kind of just finishing up a couple things i want to say the biggest thing i think we've enjoyed watching has been strange new worlds correct uh that's one of them yeah so plus we saw we saw obviously we we saw uh, Oppenheimer, which we were very, uh, yep. very bless you. We're very, Thank we're you. very happy with that. Um, and um, I don't know. Oh, we've been watching My Adventures with Superman. Yeah, we're gonna get to all this. We'll get to some of that, and um, also a little bit with um, what else you've been writing? What else you writing down over there? Uh, I don't know. We'll see when we get as okay. we go through. So we'll so, see. Well, we we're gonna st- we'll start with uh, let's start with the Strange New Worlds. So this sure. is season two. Of um, I don't know. I think we talked about it once or twice. We did. We might have mentioned. I'm sure we uh, mentioned it before that we are watching Strange New Worlds versus the no, Captain I think we Pike. We talked about it after like the second episode. It was like I think the we only did. time. That yeah, we, I think we we the kind trial of trial episode. I think was the one we only. Yeah, I think like, we kind. I think that's into. pretty much where we kind of were uh, when we last talked about this. Yeah. Um. So we just finished the season. Uh. The season yeah, just ended. Um. I, I don't know, like... Um, I don't know, probably not as good as the... I mean, it's very good still, like, just like the first season. But I think the first season was probably a little bit more, like, uh, put together. But, 
There was some really, really like the high points of the season though were like particularly like there was some good stuff. Like, I don't think there was a bad episode this season. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm tr- maybe the first one. <laughs> so yeah, the first episode you're the probably first one was right. Weird. The first there was nothing wrong with the first episode, but it was a really weird first episode. There was a there were, I just remember there being like 25 minutes of in the middle of that episode where like nothing happened. Yeah, I I think the. So the funny thing that happened with that episode was yeah moved around a bit, was right. that that was not that was an episode they had planned, but what happened was is the actor playing Captain Pike he had a family thing going on I think his wife had a baby or something mm-hmm. and he took time off to um, be home so the timing just worked out so they decided yeah. to do this episode, episode yeah so he wasn't a lot in that first episode even the second episode which is the trial episode which we already discussed but then really after that. Um, I don't know. I really was happy with where it went. Um, just some highlights, you know. Yeah, try to re- refresh me on the on like what the episodes like were. Okay, so uh, first first episode was the one where, um, uh, you know, basically they interact with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. Um, the second episode was the trial. The third episode was really, really, really good. That's the Captain Kirk. Uh, the alternate oh, universe, the Captain Kirk, one, yeah, yeah tr- filmed in Toronto. Lana travels back in time very much. Which that um, one gets better as it goes. Yes, like it's you think it's just gonna you think it's a gimmicky episode because they just film. They're like, oh, we film in Toronto. We need to save some money, so we'll do like a back in time Toronto thing. But then it actually becomes something like unique and kind of like very much in line with a lot of like the other weird like. Because they do this a lot, and those those type of stories happen a lot in Star Trek. It, it's a, it's incredible. It's an incredible episode, and it's very much related to, um, in my mind, um, "Sitting on the Edge of Forever," which is one of the best original series episodes where Captain Kirk and Spock get head, head back in time. And there's a lot of Easter eggs in this episode um, that we learn about Captain Kirk that he's very good at chess, mm-hmm. which we already kind of know. There's there's a lot of things that happen in this episode. Kirk, the character who plays Kirk, which I think we said at the beginning of the season, um, or the, the actor that plays Kirk, I don't know his yeah. name. Uh, you didn't think he was like perf- like great last season, right? I thought he was he was fine. He was fine. But this season I think he stepped up, and he's actually like a bit like more – I think he's harder to do than like say – like, I don't know, it's very, like, well, Kirk's also, like, very much, like, of the time, the way, like, that yes. the character acted, so it's hard to, like, do that, like, yeah. just play, like, 60s, 70s Kirk, like, in 2023. Yeah, I mean, the meme for over over the years, or whatever you want to call it, has been the, you know, the, the, the cliche is that Cap- William Shatner overacts as Captain Kirk. What are you going to do, like? Don't you He's, like, a more, little bit more subdued, I think, than Kirk. And I think but, they uh, realized they couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actor kind of has kind of the sense of humor, mm-hmm. um, I, the mannerisms, I think, some of the physicality. Um, and I, what I liked is they kind of found a slightly younger actor because mm-hmm. uh, someone else had wanted to play Captain Kirk on TV in this role. Yeah. And whoever it was, was I forget who, what. But they were like too old. They, they, they basically, they were just too old. They mm-hmm. said, no, there's no way you can do it because this Captain Kirk in this time frame is not Captain Kirk yet. He's still Lieutenant Kirk. Which I guess, this is this is ten years yeah. before. This is supposed to be ten years before he takes command. Was he of the in Enterprise. like what three or four episodes this season? Uh, I think yeah. Because he's in like he's the co-star of, yes. of one entirely. Yeah, he's in like the one where like Ahura is yes. like the main focus a yep. lot. And I think there's probably one. And then there's one other one where there. there's the other one too. There's the one where he's no. Where he one, finally has the, the other where, scene with Lana. 
Oh, you're right. Okay, the, which one? Oh, that's like there was weird shit on the, yeah. the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. When they're singing. It's mm-hmm. the singing episode. Um, was that also, was that the one where he was shadowing, like, uh, yes. he was shadowing number? Which, that also makes sense why, like, he would have, like, relations with, like, a lot of these characters already. Yeah, uh, I think that And then that also why, like, Pike would, like, have, like, known Kirk and stuff, like, ahead of, like, right. everything that happens in that series. Right. Right. So the second episode is a tremendous episode. It's set back and slightly ahead of our time frame, and it kind of explains, oh, like, an alternative universe. It's just a great, great – a lot of people, I guess, could complain that there's too many things that, that, that are, you know, like mm-hmm. the fact that she's related to Khan, for example. Mm-hmm. But they've actually turned it into a really good subplot about how uncomfortable she is, like, within her own skin because it's like she's the, it's, it's like she's the, grand, the great-grandchild of Hitler. So to speak, like it's almost like she's an ancestor of Hitler, and and in that respect, like and I, a demonized and, and, figure, like yes, in the, of the time, yeah. right? And so I think like the, Not so so the Captain Kirk that she but. meets in the alternative universe, um, is the first kind of doesn't know who Khan is because in that universe, Khan never ended up taking over the the world, so yeah. to speak. And World War Three, essentially, the, the eugenic wars never happened. Mm-hmm. So they did this weird thing, and then there was like some aliens in the future, which kind of like the you know like there's there was this. Yeah. It's just really which really most of the actors really are well good done. On the show, but the show, that that girl like in that episode really fucking killed it. Who we so. did, and who I just realized that I announced the other day to you when we were watching TV like that she was in an episode of Doctor Who, which yeah. I thought was funny that I forget, I didn't even recognize the actress. Yeah, from like two um, years ago. But that's a really really good episode. The episode right after that um, is the one. Where um, Spock and um, and uh, Nurse Chapel uh, are on a mission, and uh, he does something, and the aliens take the Vulcan oh, yeah, DNA right. out of his body he so that he's it. only human DNA, and that's a really really good episode because of all the My Fair Lady, you know, Pygmalion aspects of him trying to pretend to be Vulcan, and then there's a there's a lot of things with in that episode uh and it leads to her him and um and to pre taking a break mm-hmm. kind of like on friends so it's <laughs> like know. yeah like sure but but I, we watched that episode and i remember you and i were discussing it and i i said okay ethan peck yeah really has captured what it's like to be mr spock and to play it like a leonard nimoy ish ish mr spock mm-hmm. yeah Yes, Especially because then he had to play his version of Mr. Spock without like, without without being being a human version of Mr. Spock and then having to pretend to be Mr. Spock. So he had to play a version of his character, mm-hmm. which is already basically trying to emulate a previous actor, which is hard enough. Yeah. And then play that character without emotions, pretending to have no emotions. Yeah. Like it was like what? Like he it, he really like endeared me yeah. myself himself to like me as this, in like this role. The, the ten episode format, which is obviously like much less than like previous, right? Uh, you know, like shows focusing on a ship or whatever, right? Like which I guess is everything. Uh, typically had like in the past. It's like what? How many episodes would like fucking Picard, like uh, Picards have when it came I like think... twenty at a time, something more. What, mean like next generation? Yeah, like so anything like that. There was more. I think there were 10. twenty. I had it. Yeah. I'd have to look up. I think it's twenty six actually. Okay, yeah, but but even with the ten, I feel like the topics of a few of the episodes still managed to get like the 
like the quirky, like weird, like episodes that yeah. you get like in Star Trek, like all the time. That yeah, that maybe aren't like at the the forefront of what everyone thinks about. Well, the one offs, the, the one offs are great about Star Trek because yeah. some of the best episodes are one offs, like Sitting in the Edge of Forever, Trouble with Troubles. I like, mean, like all of next. Were they removing Spock's like DNA, like yes. that felt like like a '60s plot. Yes, to me, if that made sense, like that. Oh, well, we forgive the like. Well, there's there's a very famous episode of the original series. One of the things that would happen on the original series was Spock would, um, for some odd reason, start showing emotion. Yeah. Um, and that was always a big crisis. That happened several times. But then there was also one episode in the original season. Um, which you know we'll be talking about on the Double Fist Punch podcast, yeah. uh, where Captain Kirk in a transporter accident gets split into two versions of himself, and one is basically good and one is basically evil. <laughs> and it's again, it's a moral, it's a moral play um, about why you need both sides of you. You need the dark side of your personality yeah. in order to be able to do the, the good things because you have to have that balance. You have to have that balance. I guess it's like right. the force. Well, it's episode four. So. Uh, ep- that was episode four. Episode four is the one where he oh, yeah, where they get four. separated. That was called charades. Uh, actually, that's episode five. Yeah. Uh, oh, among the Lotus was the one in there um, where Captain Pike has to go back to a planet, and it turns out that he had left a um, a crew member behind. Yeah. And that was a real that was a really dramatic episode because like they were losing the ability, they couldn't remember them who they were. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in that episode. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a good episode. I liked that episode yeah, that a cool. lot. Everybody, you know, the doctor was very good in that episode. And, um, the um, guy that got left was pretty all right. So. Uh, then we get to Lost in Translation, and that's the O'Hara one. Um, I think it's mostly good. Yeah, that was that okay. Was, that was mostly solid. I think O'Hara, like... I don't know. There's less it was like, it was like yeah. there were hallucinations and stuff in that one. There was one that was like you know you. Wasn't would, the other guy that was like doing? The, I don't remember that one. Is the guy in the well. other ship and all that stuff? There was like the other oh, guy. Oh yeah, that was, there, she was having the same thing as somebody yeah. else. And, it turns yeah. out that there was like an alien that was like basically they were we were they were killing an alien race. Yeah, because oh, they didn't realize right, yeah. it. So that was oh a cool they were like a microscopic. Or yeah, like, they were like in yeah. the the gas or something. Yeah, yeah. right. That one was good actually. So yeah, that one was a cool one. I mean, because I think that one had a lot of fun. Seven. A lot of, lot of dramatic yeah. aspects up to it. Seven, the the, seven was what? The one with uh, the flashback one? No, Seven is the one where uh, they overlap with the two live actor actors, uh, characters from um, Star Trek oh, that Lower one ended Decks. up being surprisingly fun. I was worried about that episode a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think it works because... It's pretty funny, actually. I think it works because What's-His-Face... Um, who was uh, yeah, he translated really Jack well. Quaid, yeah. who plays Brad Boomer on the animated series, but then he played him. He played that live action character, yeah. and it, it was really fun because I guess boys. like what well, he's from the boys, right? Yeah, he's from the boys, yeah. and and he really he's Huey or whatever. Yeah, and I think he's the voice of Superman on the other show we're going to discuss today. Uh, oh yeah, I think you're right actually. So yeah. he's a very busy guy, and um, but I thought it they really played great action versions, and they did a lot of fun with the animation. Like what's cool, like because remember they go through the portal, yeah. And then they they were animated characters, and now they're with human characters, like in regular live action. But for the opening sequence, they did the opening sequence as an animated version of the opening sequence, mm-hmm. as a nod to obviously. So there, it was. I was wondering how they were going to do kind of a comedic Star Trek show that's animated 
with a live action. Yeah. So it was but a very silly, like a fun episode. To it, but like nothing huge. But they also managed to have some like interesting like ways that like the, them knowing the future and knowing who a lot of the people on the ship were because right. of their names, like how it impacted them and how like that affected, or like the, even like how it affected like uh, Chapel and like Spock's like relationship of yeah. what was going on at the time. Uh, because he was, like, worried about Spock because he was acting, like, differently from, like, how he's supposed to act, like, right. how we know, and he thought he fucked something up or whatever. Yeah, like, it, yeah, like, right. And it was, it, it, there were some deeper implications to a silly one-off. Yeah. Like, but they it, used they, the time, like, the fact yeah. that they, they had traveled back to other effect than just, like, humor and crossovers. So, and again, yeah, that it, was... It worked fine. Yeah, I mean, that one I was... And again, yeah. it was a fun crossover. And there was, it was cool. Anytime we went to see the doctor just do, like, like, <laughs> doctor do shit, Basically, that's like because the doctor is like super mysterious. What's his name? Yeah. What's the uh, Membenga? Membenga, yeah. Like Membenga's cool, and he's a very good actor. So like they had the one flashback one, which is like mostly like which is when like what him and Chapel like yeah. met like yeah. on whatever war yep. they were in. Yeah. Which even that which showed like the logistics of how like they brought wounded in with like with like with like transporters yep. and like it's very interesting. And so, so yeah, there was some definitely some in that episode. I forget what the that's was going the next on in episode. That's that under episode. the cloak of war. That's the next episode. What was going on in real time during that? Ep- oh, that what that was the uh, what's it called? That was when the diplomat was like yes. on the ship. The next episode was the Klingon diplomat who was basically like the butcher of something. Yeah. And this was a very war centered episode. Thinking back to the war, and it really talks a lot about like PTSD and kind of a lot of the things that they all had to go through. And like all the, the the memories they have to live with, and then this kind of um, um, this Klingon that basically had essentially defected, but um, but after a, like like on paper or like claiming to do a like you know a significant amount of like uh, and the doctor who's just great in that episode, and we just he was at that battle, and then obviously through the course of the episode we find out that uh, that like the doctor did the thing that like. Yeah. W- that made the guy infamous basically it's got a very like, very like, dark yeah and it has <laughs> it a very like, very dark ending yeah so i don't want if anybody just sits watch the show and i hope that if you're listening to this we I mean, still don't fully know what the fuck yeah. mimbenga like why mimbenga is, is able to do like why he's like an assassin well i think like, before he became a doctor he was trained in like special forces no okay but we don't know like specifically yeah. any of the details behind like he's that well, yet obviously anybody that knows anything about star trek knows that mimbenga uh, appears as not the same actor, obviously, but in the 1960s yeah. version of the show, there's a black doctor named Mbenga who is on the show, and he's kind of like we only see him twice, and he's kind of the backup doctor. Um, so, but right now he's the chief medical officer of the Enterprise, and obviously we know Doctor McCoy is coming, and yeah. Doctor Boyce is going to be in there for one episode at some point because obviously there's another doctor that appears in one episode of Star Trek. How er- like how early? <coughs> Sorry, how early in the show is Mbenga like seen the back? I'd have to go back and look like at early, the early. No, I don't think it's till like second or third season. Oh, so that doesn't make any sense then. No, so like, yeah, <laughs> so like, it makes, yeah like, no I don't even, I don't know how they're going to explain it. It's going to be. Really. I think what they're going to explain on this show is why he's no longer on the Enterprise. Like by the time, probably, yeah, yeah. I, or he gets demoted of some sort, and I, we kind of know why if you watch that episode. Uh, then we had uh, the musical episode. Now, I'm going to look right at the camera for this. I hate musical episodes of anything. And I'm, I like musical theater, but I hate musical episodes. But this one worked sometimes. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. There are some songs that went too long. like for, Or maybe like, too many songs. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was one too many, but... Uh, 
Basically, it wasn't like every scene was a musical, if that made sense, which I, like occasionally happens with these. The reason they were singing was kind of fun because that well, they, they were they from had a good in-universe they were, reason. They were yeah. overlapping with a parallel universe where everything is done via song. Yeah. And stylistically, for whatever reason, it was musical theater because that was the song that she had played. Yeah. Like when she was transmitting something like she, through or, there. No, she had played the, like she, she fed like the earth. Like his like earth music into it basically. Right. So like depending on where you were on the weird strand of like right. whatever it was, like you would get like a different like wavelength or genre right. that you would kind of tap. But into. they were all like, stuck singing like. Yeah, um, but I think that because every ship eventually got infected, and I think the idea was that every the whole ship, universe was getting infected. Well, yeah, the whole galaxy. Well, so every, I think everyone who's connected to the Star Trek. Like the the what's it called? That's the Star Trek. The Star uh, what's it called? Starfleet. The Starfleet because it spread it through the subspace yeah. network. Or yeah, whatever exactly. The heck it was. But I think like every ship. But the also idea... the Klingons got affected by it too. So yeah, we saw but, the Klingons acting like, like a boy, boy band. band. So I think yeah. every and like, they were pretty mad about that. Yeah. So I think every uh like ship was technically like in a different like like genre, if that made sense. Yeah, because the other ship was singing too, and um a lot of it worked and a lot of it didn't work. Um. Yeah, some worked better than others. Like, yeah, and I felt like you said some of the songs, and some of the songs weren't just weren't that good. Like yeah. they weren't good. A couple of them were really good. Like some of the performances, like where I thought, like when when again Ethan Peck when he sang, he was good. I thought her was pretty good. I don't think the captain. I don't think the captain could sing at all. Like I don't seem like yeah. He, he, well, he didn't have as many. Like, right. He was just more supplementary when he had to sing, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like they he would. I think the only one that he was mainly the focus in was the one where he had to sing like yeah. his relationship issues, like out right, and it was like almost the, more spoken, like yeah. why are we so we can't talk about this, like, and it was kind yeah. of like, um, and and then it was funny because clearly the doctor couldn't sing, and they even said like I can't, I will, you know, like he just kind of disappeared yeah. for a lot of the episode, yeah, which yeah. was kind of fun. Chapel can sing. Chapel can sing, and, and then, she was really good actually. Yeah. She's like an unknown, so like, well, and they they did a fair amount in that episode to kind of it kind of ended up having a lot of like musicals. Do mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of of stuff that was brought out because they were singing, a lot of like uh, inner yeah. inner monologues, yeah, like so actual to speak. like character <laughs> development and like reveals or whatever you want yes. to call it, like actually happened because of the yeah. Right. So they, they they I think they did it about as well as you possibly could right. have, if that made sense. So like it was fine. And then finally good. we get to the last episode, which, which is, is the Gorn War. So now we have a full on kind of Gorn invasion coming. Yeah, which those things are fucking creepy. Which is funny because obviously they don't look anything like the Gorn that's on the original <laughs> series. There's a dude walking around. Yeah, there's a dude walking around. <laughs> in a fucking, yeah, they're like all fours and shit. They're like these CGI. Yeah, these, yeah they're, they're all CGI. They like burst and, out of your um, chest. And obviously that, I mean, we ha- you have, you, you can't, we're, we're going to put a guy in a monkey suit, like basically yeah. like. <clears throat> and they did like what, like they did a deep space thing where they uh they left it off for the yeah, next well, season. Well, what, which not, is, that's not, typically next generation, deep space, deep space right? nine, they all did, um. <clears throat> cliffhangers. They all did cliffhangers, so they did a cliffhanger. Generally, the first to, season yeah. was a cliffhanger. The closer the season just ended. But uh, and and then so. that episode that was fun because in that episode we got another legacy character back because we met Scotty. Because we met Scotty What's and uh, everybody's been talking about that a little bit online about it's kind of a people half, like him. Um, I think he's fine. Okay. Nobody's really got a complaint because he cool. was a nice. You know what they described him as? He was a like. He was a lot like James Doohan, the original Scotty, mm-hmm. but he had a little bit of that Simon Pegg from the movies in him, uh, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so like they I had know. a little bit of the Simon Peggy kind of humor, but he was a lot more like Montgomery Scott in terms of, like, his just, like, innate abilities yeah, to yeah. just make up, make shit up. 
Um, and I don't know. I thought that they did. I thought they did a really I nice. I enjoyed him. His character. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like eventually um, we're going to see just about every character. I mean, I don't know if we'll see Chekhov and Sulu, but I, I feel like we'll get one of them relatively soon. Probably one or two. And maybe season, a Dr. Yeah. McCoy. Uh, I, I feel like there's McCoy three would... there's three there's three main legacy characters left. Well, McCoy and Kirk are supposed to Chekhov, be friends before well, the four. ship, right? I haven't seen Yeoman Rand yet, which I don't think we ever will. No, no, we no, haven't no. seen McCoy yet, which doesn't make who, any sense if we, we, we will. We need to see the guy who gets magical powers. What? We need to see the guy who gets magical powers. Um, like in the I, I think at some point though. <laughs> so what Christian's referring to? <laughs> yeah, he's to referring to the original Captain Kirk Star Trek pilot which is uh, where no man has gone before. And in that episode, uh, Captain Kirk's first officer, in a sense, isn't even really Spock yet. It's um, Gary Mitchell, who's his friend first from the officer, Academy. Or was that one of the guys like in the two chairs or whatever in front of he him? Was, he's kind of in Chekhov's seat. Oh, okay, yeah. He's kind of like okay. the weapons officer to the right of the helmsman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I think I'm not. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, where's Gary I, Mitchell? We need to see Gary. So Mitchell. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, it's very funny because in the Captain Kirk episode where he finally has a discussion about a romance with Lana, mm-hmm. he references the fact that he would love to date her, but he's in a complicated relationship yeah. with Carol, which is for people that know, you know, the prime universe. Captain Kirk ends up with Dr. Carol Marcus. Um, they have a child. But because she doesn't want him, she doesn't want her son following in her father's footsteps, galloping, you know, all over the universe. Um, so she pretty much tells this is again from 1982 when the movie comes out that she pretty much made an agreement with Kirk that he should stay away and let her raise her son. Mm-hmm. And so he do, we don't that's how they explain why Kirk never mentioned that he had a son until we see him in Wrath of Khan. And it doesn't end well for David. Spoiler alert. So, nice. But. But I, they kind of mentioned some of those things. They've, they've done a good job with canon. Like, even the fact that Nurse Chapel is going to be leaving the Enterprise at some point, Works she's well, going well, off yeah. to work with Dr. Corby, which is how we kind of have the first real um, Lieutenant Ch- uh, Nurse Chapel-focused episode in the original series where we'll actually will meet Roger Corby. So they, they are definitely going to be leaning Spock on... Spock beats him up. Spock stabs him. Because he's jealous through the throat. The spoiler. So in the I don't 1960s know. So in general, I what I would say about this season is is that I, it's it's really brought the Star Trek fan base together, almost as much as Picard season three brought back the newer Star Trek fans. Yeah. Uh, because of Picard and all the cast from Next Generation all returning, but but this show in many ways that I think has brought too, right? all of the Star Wait, that Trek was this fans year too, together. Right. Picard what? was this year. Yeah. They they got two pretty about, solid like back to back like like hits then. I say I would argue right now that the Star Trek the Star Trek certain, universe is nailing it and they're giving the fans what they want. It's certainly way healthier than Star Wars. I'll tell you that much. I because I, I, again I feel like it's very nope there was not a lot of divisiveness around Picard season three and there wasn't a lot of divisiveness around to be fair at I, all actually, during Strange New Worlds and that's a good big way to shift off this because yeah like no we're almost done yeah. Uh, Ahsoka comes out next week and uh, this week, this week or nah, oh yeah, this week, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. So a couple of days from now. Fuck. Yep. Uh, and I'm very excited. Uh, I think that I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars fans that aren't nearly as excited because I think you have to be a very particular right type of fan to, for, to even like they said the show you can kind of come in cold like not knowing as much and I'm even not watching Star Wars Rebels, which is very much where a lot of the characters, well, most of the characters that are in this seemingly are sure. are from. Well, Disney even on Disney Plus had like a 
that one tab or whatever you want to call it where you could you watch all the Ahsoka episodes they recommended like. that you should watch before watching um mm-hmm. but to, but i also appreciate that they were that disney finally was like okay we're gonna give like some die like the diehards like people that watch like all the cartoons and watch everything care about maybe the wider right everything uh, we're gonna give them a show. It's Filoni, obviously, who did Clone Wars. He's a big part of Mando, not the last season, which I think is one of the reasons. Because he was why. focused on hope, Ahsoka, hope. Yeah, fo- Ho- hopefully. yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, there's eight episodes, which it's better than the six. Better than six. Which for that, like, it's stuck with uh, like all the Disney Plus shows got stuck with the Marvel ones got stuck with. It's better than Obi Wan. Right. Also, having it be eight episodes makes me think that it's not just a, something that was supposed to be a movie. That like Disney Plus is stretching out into a, a bunch of weeks for content, sure. so it makes. And also, I don't think. As again, I have very little trust in Lucasfilm. I think we've made like that's a. Yes. That's been very well associated, but I have at least some level of faith in Filoni. For for one, like it's his. Is people know who Filoni is? Like I think by this. If point, anybody, I mean I don't. I mean I don't know as much of Filoni that you as you do, but I know that Ahsoka's his favorite character. Well, it's his. It's his. It's his character. Yeah. It's his, the character that, like, it's his first character that he literally made with George Lucas. Right. Um, like he's seen that character go from hated to beloved to one of the like fame, most famous characters in the franchise. Probably the strongest female character in the franchise. Well, look where she uh, is on our board behind you. I mean, I mean yeah, she's on. She's, she's in our she's top in the four top five. Three and, Luke Skywalker. On, on any tier list, she's gonna be in the she's top the four Obi-Wan, or five. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader on yeah. this fucking tier right. list here. Uh, and the actress portraying her is great. Yeah, and both both the voice actor like Ashley Eckstein who did a great job until like he was eventually uh with uh what's it called uh what, I'm forgetting her name. Who plays her in live action again? What's her name? Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Who obviously was like for years wanted like was fan casted to be the character, and she did a good job oh, portraying I don't think I the that. character in like Mando and in Boca right. Boba, the one episode she's in. I think her fighting looks way better in the franchise as well because I think that's like one of the only things you could maybe nitpick. Right. Uh, in the like Mando episode that she's in is that I don't think she's quite like confident enough with the saber yet in right. that episode, but uh. I don't know. Just I'm very, very excited going forward. But also, I think there's been the like one of the, and usually I'm not this negative, but one of the lies about Star Wars fans has been like very much dispelled by like this show because there's no one screaming like wokeism, like woke, 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 and like everyone's not upset just because like it's Ahsoka's show and that like Sabine is like right. like the two main characters or like the three main characters seem to be Sabine, Hera, and Ahsoka, all right. girl, female characters. All well liked characters within the fan base, right. and nobody's bringing up a stick. Because guess what? If you make good characters, it doesn't matter their gender. People like them and I, will happily I, follow I, them. I, I agree so, with that. That's like the you know the. It joke. doesn't matter. Star Wars fans don't hate women. Right. Like well, that's the a, funny. There thing is a decent like, amount of Star Wars fans that are like hateful, and there's there are minority. I don't. But I don't think Barbie's vocal. making as much movie money as that it's making because it's about a girl. Well, I'm character. not even talking about the overall. I'm just thinking I'm in general. Make a good product, and people. Just make something that people want to watch and make it good. Because that's one of Don't the main defenses of the sequel content and other stuff of the content that like right. Lucasfilm has made is that it's like the, the we can't accept it because it's like more right. like diverse or like something like this. It's like no, like this is very like these are like three well established like so, f- like mo- probably besides Leia, like and Padme are the like round out the other top like five in terms of, like, popular female characters in the franchise. Right. So, so what are your thoughts or hopes with what's 
So we got two episodes dropping on well, Tuesday. They moved it up a day. Which my is hopes funny. is that I just want to enjoy. You have any suggestion? Guess why they might have moved it I up a no whole idea. day? It's all they always do. Is there something like coming out this week I have no that they're idea. worried about it competing no, I doubt with? It. I just imagine they just had, did some weird. Or sometimes they do it like, look, we moved it up a day, like to make you feel better. Like I don't know, like they do that sometimes. Because we'll be in here on Tuesday watching it, and yeah. then we're going to immediately go into the seven one six. Recording, we're gonna record an episode as soon as we're done in our new set down in the yeah. basement. So. I, I don't know. I need it to. Star Wars needs it to blow people away. It, that's like they really do because they the have Star had a, Wars franchise needs this to yes, be. Yes, Disney run. needs it to be received. This incredibly. has to be. I don't think this can be an, an in the park. You know, single. I don't know if it will. Be. <laughs> this has. To, I, I think, think like, this I needs might, to be. I will probably love it if I had to guess because right. I don't think Filoni will let me down. And as long as it like kind of like is a. Valid, is a good successor to Star Wars Rebels. Right. Like, and then I'm kind of get everything I want. Right. Like, I already think that Rosario's going to do a good job as Ahsoka. What's her name looks really good as Sabine, and I don't care. And I'm very interested to see what they're doing with that character. Yep. Chopper, this, we've not even got that much footage of him, but in the footage we've got, he looks like perfect and t- yep. seemingly is adapted like amazingly. Right. Hera looks good, but, but besides a little bit of like costuming stuff, but I right. guess the, the actress sounds like Hera and is like doing right. a good job. From what I can and tell, and the characters that are being introduced seem like they're good. I mean, obviously, he's very, yeah, Ray very excited about character, Thrawn. Like Thrawn, I mean, everybody's really excited about Thrawn. They're bringing because, back Elsbeth from yes. that Mando episode. Yeah. The, the Ray Stevens is the Shin, who's like the, the Padawan girl, right. like with the other orange lightsaber, looks really good as well. well. well Hugh Yang, D- David Tennant's character, yep. like uh, was the robot from Clone Wars. So, like, if you're a Star Wars fan who like is enjoyed like seeing everything, I think this show is going to be like a very much culmination of like almost everything that Filoni's ever done. Uh, well, if Morgan, that makes sense, Morgan is Beth or whatever her name was. No, actually, this show is she's here. This show is genuinely I, I'm, the culmination I'm 99% of everything sure, Filoni's like, ever made. It's all been listed that yeah. we're getting live action tomorrow. Morrison as Captain Rex. I don't think that's we have official of that, but I think they're definitely Ray Stevenson obviously is in his Filoni last role. Filoni swings for fences. Okay, right. like what, what, most of what Filoni's done has actually usually been well received as well. Right. But the things Filoni's a part of then tend to. They don't play it overly safe a lot of the time. Uh, sometimes they rely maybe too much on, like, previous things, like bringing in a previous character from something or, like, one of his own characters, which people can, can occasionally get, right. like, annoyed about. But, like, look at, like, Bo- Bo- Boba Fett, which he helped, like, write, obviously. Or, like, Mando, some of the things they've swung at at that. Or even the things they swung at in, like, the final season of Rebels or, right. like, in Clone Wars oh, finale. Clone Wars final like, finale. Like, yeah. he swings for things when he does stuff. He understands Star Wars, and he's... And it's, he's the first person I've trusted in a while who's actually like in charge and maybe will have to make a big decision regarding, you know, lore and the franchise going forward that I think won't fuck it up. Because I think he actually has the tools and things necessary. Again, I don't know what pressures are on him right. from above, which is always the, the fear here. And you I th- imagine you think R two has any comments? Uh, he's turned him off. Okay. He's, he's charging. Saving power. He's charging. Yeah, oh, he's it's tra- like episode. Yeah, seven. He's, it's like episode Six. seven. We don't need right. him on. We don't need him on because nobody likes R two. No, nobody. Yeah, so, not like he's the. Great, we just like not, seeing R two standing there like a trash again, can. Again, back to our board. Where's R two on our board? He's like the fifth or sixth character. I think he's tied with Anakin yeah. in terms of our favorite character. He's above Yoda in my book. So, but yeah, um, there's even like uh, where's I don't even think we had, Sabine. Look, like look at the characters that we got. But Sabine, yeah. Ezra, A, like Sabine, yeah. Hera, A tier characters. Yeah. Chopper, S tier. Chopper is an S tier. War hero. Kanan Jarrus is like yeah. an Ezra yeah. somewhere up here as well. Thrawn, we have Thrawn up real high Thrawn's too. up high, like yeah, like I th- and I think characters. There's so many opportunities for. Like I need Mando's I, season. No, no. Think of like think of the main thing I'm thinking of is the episode that he directed, 
Keep in mind, if for the Book of Boba Fett, uh, which is like a, nobody thought was anything, and was kind of just like they made it just because they did, they knew Mando wasn't gonna come out. Right. Like let's be, if we're being honest, like that seems to be the only reason that show happened, and it was barely even a, a show. Yep. Like because of that. But in that show, the one episode that, like, Filoni directed was that Luke Skywalker, like, that shit. So, like, you're telling me that, like, nothing like that is going to happen well, in the show titled that's, Ahsoka? That's the whole episode where they're back in Tatooine and they get the new ship and everything, No, too? the one after that. The okay. one, one where he but that goes, episode's good, too. That episode's great. That episode's, Those like, two episodes are the best so, parts and, of and, Boba Fett. And that's the biggest swing anyone's taken with Star Wars, like, in right. terms of, like, like in... Like, beyond, like, maybe some of the dumb shit they did with the sequels right. that didn't land. But that's the biggest shit that, like, landed. Again, that episode is soured a little bit just because, like, I don't... I think the the, the face tech is... people. Have, I think, like, people got past the initial thing of how it looked. And people just be like, we should... You should have just recast it. Like, we saw the behind-the-scenes pictures of how the dude looked. And he just looked right, like let, Luke. Let me make a couple comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you I, should. I, I've, been, I've been rambling for a while. I think... Let's... Let me comment on that. I, I think... Um, if they had recasted, the what if they put in a different actor, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan? No, I have always hated. I'm that just one. saying, but yeah. let's say He's whoever, whoever it was, then half of the universe would be would be mad. You're, it's one of those things you're never going to make people happy. But I think you just have to do it. There are people with, I think, if they're going to do anything else with Luke Skywalker, you're right. And I think they're doing it because they don't want to do stuff with Luke Skywalker, which is dumb. Mark Hamill? No, no, no. Just like with or they're the avoiding Luke, Luke. They're, they're avoiding, avoiding Luke Skywalker. Because doing anything with him makes their own shit look dog shit, right. which it does. Right. Like, All right, so let me let me finish my points, too. Yeah. On a personal level, I need this to be good. Yeah, I do. Like, I need this to be an A+. Like, this has to be great. I need them, and obviously a lot of us have joked Star about Wars this. Needs it. I need Star Wars as a universe. Yes. As a franchise, they need this to be something like Strange New Worlds that brings everybody back together and gives us a sense of what Star Wars. They can find, they have to find a way to meet the needs of those yep. surface level Star Wars fans as well as those deeper Star Wars fans. And there's only one guy that has the ability to do that, and that's Filoni. This needs to Mike, exist let me finish. between. He, my, yeah. let me, my only concern, and you've said it already, is that jerks get involved and tell Filoni, no, you can't do that. Yeah, executives. Like, I, don't, yes. I, I have fear of executives and like some of the people who make like higher decisions, like, like Kathleen Kennedy and some of the other like, well, executives. That's what I mean. People, people within that organization. The decisions they would maybe make. Again, I think that... Like, because maybe this is... Filoni's been groomed to be to do something like this for, like, 15 years. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's been built up. Like, he has... Like, there's a reason that Star Wars has kept him around. You know what I mean? Right. Like, all these years that Disney... That he's managed to even be as, like... Because, again, he predates Disney. Like, like he was like did all almost yes. all of Clone Wars before yeah. Disney. And Disney liked him enough that he got, like, Rebels. He Like, he was able to like, create Bad Batch, even though he doesn't do a lot of the writing for it. But he oversees it. He was brought on to Mando. And is, like, probably one of the better reasons why Mando is better than even probably Favreau. Uh, Book of Boba, the only good things in that show, I think, are President Filoni. Uh and I think even and I think when Mando lost him for most of the season, like especially on the writing, I think it massively suffered. Right. So, 
Like I don't think Favreau is like it's like funny, on his own like, had that capacity. Yeah, I mean, I like, definitely think you know you're definitely right about like. Also, I'm looking at the, the director list and the people he brought in this season look pretty good. Like, like he's got himself doing two episodes, which I think is good. He can't do everything. He's also the right. showrunner, which he's gonna be on set for fucking everything. So, right. uh, Step Step Green, who's like I think done some Book of Boba Fett stuff in the past, maybe like Watchmen. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who's done some of the better Mando episodes. Uh, and was brought on as one of like the executive producers like the last right. season. Uh, Peter Ramsey, who I think like helped co-direct like Into the Spider Verse or something, or like had something to do with like in- Into the Spider Verse. Uh, Jennifer Getzinger, who's done like some other shit, and then like Geta Pazel has done like House of the Dragon. So like they have some good directors. I trust his writing more than I trust like anyone else who's like in Star Wars at the moment. Besides like the Andor, it's guys. really really funny because like, obviously he can't write everything, and it's kind of like when I used to watch West Wing. Like Aaron Sorokin wrote the first like four seasons of West Wing, mm-hmm. and then you just knew when he left, and he wasn't writing the episodes yeah. anymore because he just couldn't handle all of it. And it just dropped off, and I feel like that's kind of where we are with the Star Wars universe to some yeah. extent. They've got to give him. But this is supposed to be kicking let him, off something big, let him, too. Let him build his team instead of, like, some of the, the Which, again, they announced all they that shit in. at, like, Star Wars right. Celebration or whatever. God knows what's going to happen, especially because we're in the middle of the writer's strike at the moment, so nothing's right. moving forward that they announced. Um, and God knows if any of that was going to move forward. Even, like, the guy they got saying they were going to do, like, the old Republic movie was the same guy who just over... Like, I like the director of the last Indiana Jones movie, but that movie right. fucking flopped. It's not his fault. But, like, he was he is now associated with, like, a flop movie. So is right. he still going to direct, like, one of the first well, Star Wars movies to come back? The one thing about know. every... Like, this summer was a weird summer because you've got Barbie and Oppenheimer that nailed it. You've got some other movies that have done very well. Yeah, but Spider-verse, then you've also got, yeah. but most people would have predicted that Mission Impossible, uh, Fast and Furious 10 would have yeah. done well. To and be for they, Mission Impossible, they, they both because did of the bad. studio where they put it. They put it a week before Barbie and Oppenheimer, and that was a massive mistake. Like, like that was entirely, like, I think Mission Impossible put, like, if Mission Impossible released, like, against, like, Transformers and some other shit, like, during the yeah, Spider-Verse week, few, little bit like, I think it would have kicked a lot of those asses, and those movies would have made even less money than they did. Right. Because that movie would have been, like, way better than the quality of, like, Transformers and Flash think and a lot any, of the other stuff like that Do you think that there's any out. fatigue with Mission Impossible, though? Uh, no, I think the Mission Impossible thing is just entirely where they put it. Like, they put it the week before the two most anticipated movies of the year, which were Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like, okay. I think that, and I think after that, they just got lost. All the, like, it lost all its IMAX seats because right. Oppenheimer got them all the week after. Uh, right. So, which I think, like, they were trying to push, like, that show to right. get some Oppenheimer, IMAX stuff as well. What else you got? Do you want to, you got anything else with Ahsoka you need to say? I think we've kind of um, covered yeah, it. Yeah, I think we just kind of rambled about that for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I just needed it to be good for myself. I need, like... Me too. Especially because, like, for this por- part of the universe, like, the post-Return of the Jedi, where right. they felt was, like, a safe period to explore. Because right. they, they can't do anything near the sequels. And, like, they, they're not, you know, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. and they, that's where the Mandalorian is. That's where Book of Boba Fett is. They have, let's, all right, think about it. Bad Batch was good. Andor has been good. Like, the, those two things have been positive. Bad right. ba- and both of those things... One's an animated show, so it doesn't get the wider recognition amongst all of Star Wars fans that it gets. So they that's a win, but it's not, like, a big win. And then Andor is almost an exception because I have no idea how it happened. Like, I don't know how, like, Lucasfilm had the capacity to produce something like that, given everything else we've seen. And I, I just assume I, that they just to lied be honest, to them well, my opinion constantly. On this, like, my opinion is, is that when they approached them, they said, we want to do a really dark thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they liked that. 
I think they wanted something because remember, in my mind, they wanted Last Jedi to be kind of dark. Sure. Yeah. They wanted that like dark sequely thing. So I think they kind of sold it. And I think they also they knew how much money Rogue One made. So they knew that this was a whatever prequel yeah. series to set up Rogue One. And critically, so they, word of mouth, Andor's a huge win. Um, it didn't get the viewership it should have got, which is down to a number of reasons. But uh, some just being it was called Andor. And like Andor's not the most well-known character. Although when the second season comes about, I guarantee you Andor season two has great viewership. I, I, like, it's, it's because gonna be of one, the word of right. mouth, like it'll have amazing viewership the second time. I'm, around, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to what happened with Ted Lasso. Nobody watched season one of Ted Lasso, yeah. uh, and then when season two came out, a lot of people it started to get buzzed. So I feel like Andrew's gonna have a similar. Work. That's how shows usually yes. work. Well, Most shows aren't usually like smash hits. But, but networks, in their first year. Ne- networks are stupid, <laughs> yeah, and, like, and they forgot what the how they used to be good, like mm-hmm. how they used to let things breathe. You know, like, like, you know, like, let a fine wine, let it yeah, breathe. But and expect get to the, surprises you know. in Ahsoka is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, like, I, I and think it's, so, it's, too. Like, characters, like, Rex could show up. Like, Captain Rex, who's a yeah. legendary character. Like, Zeb could show up. He could play a bunch of Zeb characters. Zeb could show up. They have a whole character model yep. for that guy that we got yep. cameoed in Mando, and I doubt. And it looks really, really, really yep. high quality. So I doubt it's the only time we're going to see it used. It I think it was a beta test for that. Yeah, that and it looked so CG. good. And it's, like, so it's probably the best, like, motion cap tech like for a character that we've got, like since the prequels, like if I had right. to, like he looks so like embedded into the scene, like what he's in. Will Ezra make it into the season, or will it be season Ezra will two? be in the very late episodes because he's casted, supposed to be more so. than one season because this is leading. Uh, it initially the movie. sounded like it was going to be like a single thing, but now it's called a series, so which in- indicates and they're it's planning not a on series. and this is planning to lead to a movie, which is going to bring like everything together. Yeah, like Filoni's movie, movie is supposed to be like yeah. a culmination of this era it's, of the universe. Yes, it's the, Back to what it's I was the saying, Avenger though, style they're on a bit of a for this part of the universe, they're on a bit of a. It's like, yes, Mando season one and two are well-received for the most part. Uh, and I would say by the wider Star Wars fans, Mando season three, not good. And that was like kind of a softer launch to this newer, more right. connected part of the universe. So like if, if Mando season three and this, which are kind of the launches to this part, right. aren't good, then it's kind of over. In right. my opinion, like, you, like you've already failed the, the starter block. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it, you, so one of them has to land. This show could, if done right, operate really, really well between, uh, like, Andor and, like, Mando. Right. Like, that's where it should be if it's done right. But also, interestingly enough, like, the only other thing, that, and also Obi-Wan wasn't received well either. Like, in terms of, like, the wider, like, to the point where, like, when it got nominated for Emmys a few weeks ago, people were like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, it was, like, embarrassing. Like, people were embarrassed that, like, the Emmys had even thought to nominate, like, Obi-Wan for anything. Keep moving, because I don't want to get Yeah, we got to get some other stuff to talk about. What else Um, you got, then? But, yeah, I don't know. I just want some cool, I just want to see some cool shit. I want to make some big decisions. Uh, Yeah, I I want to see see some Legends parallel stuff. I want to see some Brave stuff with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. want to see sequel stuff. I don't, want a new don't. thing on its on its own, like which I think we will we'll also get. Okay. Um, All right, let's move. I don't know. Blow me away. Let's so see. we've also been watching um, on Max. Well, it comes out on. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, it comes out on like Thursdays. I think on like Adult Swim. I right. think is where it gets released, and then it gets released the day after on Max. But my adventures with Superman, which I d- didn't even see a trailer for, I don't think most of like the internet or anyone had seen a trailer for this. All I know is that like one week, like before it came out, I started seeing stuff like on Twitter for it, 
and or if what R.I.P. I'm not calling it that. Uh, <laughs> and people were like, "Why have I not seen anything about this?" And people were like worried that because it was getting shoved on Adult Swim, that it wouldn't get viewership or something. But surprisingly, this show is fucking like I don't even like Superman all that much, but. Like, this, this is the cool. best version of Superman we've gotten in a while. Yeah, this is really fun. And it's very different. Obviously, they've already said this is not this is not our regular Superman universe. They've already addressed it on the show. Yeah. It's very, like, um, anime-inspired. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely very anime-inspired in terms of, the, you know, like, the way they do, like, um, like the cheeks and stuff like when you're when they're shy yeah, the or facial expression some of the movements um, yeah and even like the like the jerk like like whenever like jimmy olsen does something even weird the aesthetic of the like, villain oh my god the aesthetic like, gets, of the villains yeah, is very like, like jimmy olsen has a lot of like so, reminds me of like some yeah. of the characters mm-hmm. in in uh Which Pokemon jimmy olsen becomes the times. newest person in, in redhead erasure by hollywood what you don't know about this so a significant amount if of the time. If you're a redhead, you a, become black. This, this is, is a that what joke that like I don't even care about, but this is a, like an actual thing. So a significant amount of like characters that Hollywood is like race swapped, which is its own like can of worms that people redhead. get into. Like a significant amount of characters that get swapped like are very are often redheads, and I can only assume it's because like since they just look at the statistics and like which can we like swap that'll make like the least like ethnic group like upset well, people and have a lot, like, of not a lot of redheads so i just those gingers. That they just take so that's what i'm assuming so those i assume gingers. that some like it, like producer who just looks at like how many redheads are there and just looks at the least amount and crosses that person well, out like, like black let's assume like, you're sitting in the room and you yeah. decide you want to gender you want to race swap some characters yeah like so you're looking you're looking at this universe and you say okay i've got you know clark kent Obviously, we're not doing Black Superman. We got yeah. Lois Lane, who's got to kind of be. She's like, Latina. She's a Latina. Lois she's, Lane. Yeah, she's a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So you got Jimmy Olsen, mm-hmm. and then you got Perry White. Yeah, but and Perry White's black in some. Perry White's black like, a lot. Yeah. Um, and even Lex Luthor. And in Perry White's been black some in the DCU for like. Yeah, the, the and and years. and and Lex Luthor is black quite often, but I think we've already determined that he's not. Yeah, there's like one. a background character that we think is Lex Luthor. Was Alex. It's Alex. Seems Alex. To be working <laughs> Alex. Which is, and I will say, if Dr. they do Ivo, that, they have no, like, but if yeah. they do that, that'll be the first time I think they've really done that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if they've ever done like, unless I'm probably, I'm sure I'm wrong about yeah. this, but I don't remember them ever using Alex. He's just always Lex. Yeah. You know? Yeah, interesting. Alexander, and they're doing or a lot of like classic age, that. like Superman heroes. I think, like I think that's they're what a lot of those like guys are. They're almost like in college are. right now. No, no, but even the villains that they're using, like, because the villains are very much different. That's the biggest change from like any of the oh, comic yes, stuff. See, is yeah. that the villain, like, well, like I think it's a they're lot. They're definitely of, like, touching on a lot I think of it's silver age villains, right? Yeah, I think it's silver age Superman villains, like Firestorm and shit. Like so, like, like right. or like, like one just has like a firepower, one just has like electricity right. stuff. Right. And they're people that Superman fans, from what I've watched online, seemingly recognize. Right. Like and like, so that's the only thing that I think there's a little bit of gripe that some but people have with time, is that they've swapped. But, but that's it, kind of built into the narrative though, because I think the way they're doing it is that all the villains are right. using. Like Kryptonian tech, right? Which, but they also which fell to the planet when but he. But then got they also here. brought in Amanda Waller. Like so, they well, there's did Waller, like, and then there's, there's a, a relatively there's new the general. The general, which the general's probably Lois's father, I think. Oh, I forgot about that. Because you had the whole like phone call thing, so I think the general's probably Lois's dad in this, uh, in this I context. I forgot a general in some canon. I forgot all about Is that, that even is that a general is I she is he a general in some canon? I think he is. Okay, well I so I think that he's I think that that's Lois's dad. 
Uh, and they did, she just hasn't connected the dots yet. Um, well, it's fun because, like, most of the time, uh, when by the time Clark Kent gets to start working at Daily Planet, Lois is already working there, and she's already... But then they did something really, really cool. And yeah, they did season, a multiverse episode. Where they did a multiverse episode, and we kind of already know there's the League of Loises and all that stuff. But then there's also, in their last episode, which is also a two-parter, they brought in Lana Lang. Not Lana Lang. Lana, no. Vicky, Vicky Vale. Vale. Which is yeah, a they've, Batman they've character, at wider universe so, stuff, and they brought like, in somebody from Gotham. Like, like they said that she's from the Gotham. We've whatever. seen like a sign. So for I, like, I wouldn't be surprised we don't get a Batman. Well, well that's what I'm saying. In and the, I think we're going to get an older established Batman. Yeah, in that multiverse episode that we got, like we the first time they went to like a different universe that had like a bunch of different like artifacts and stuff. Right. Like it had like Doctor Fate's helmet and a bunch yeah. of other shit. Um, the, obviously the League of Loises indicates that there's like a, multi, a wider multiverse. There was like a blood. Uh, Bloodhaven sign, yeah, which is yeah, like where Nightwing, yeah. uh, like where he sets up when he becomes right. his own thing. Right. Obviously, they'd mentioned, they mentioned they mentioned what universe Gotham. This is. They've mentioned they yeah, even they mentioned, mentioned what universe number yeah. this is, and I didn't Google it to see if no. that's a specific. I know. I imagine. It's I think made it's up a number this, that we've but, not heard before. Mm-hmm. I think they they established that this is a completely. But I, I think, want to see the indica- I want to see some of the other takes on characters like in the wider DC in this. Yeah. I really do. Like, I, I mean, I think because like it's funny because he doesn't still really. He's kind of discovering his powers in the course of this. Um, yeah, he's getting. He's not like quite full Superman. He hasn't yet. really had it's a, a little bit different with than Jor-El usual. Yet. He hasn't met. Jor-El well, they did. A, yet. They did a fun thing where uh, he doesn't. He can't understand, it, like what Jor-El's saying because Jor-El's from Krypton and speaks a different language, right. and he doesn't know Kryptonian. Which is, I don't know if they've ever done that before, but like that's a cool, like that's a fun where he, he yeah, literally, I, like I, his dad is trying to tell him all the shit that we I got in like Man like of Steel, like but like he's speaking a different language. You, like, so you, like I don't know what you're saying. Your AI dad. sucks. Like, because how would he know? Like, why would they speak English on Krypton? Well, like, it's yeah. it's really fun. It's funny. It's really fun. Um, it thrives actually best. And I'll try to they didn't you they didn't screw around with like, oh my god, how come I didn't recognize it? Like, no, they did like five episodes and then Lois figures out. They have a little bit where Lois is mad that he lied, but they get over that like immediately. So you don't have like an Amber Invincible situation. But I I love like, the situation where like they go to Jimmy and they're like, can you believe? Like, yeah, like. Like yeah. it's pretty yeah, obvious. New already, yeah. It's pretty obvious, and I love that Jimmy's like a like a cons- like a conspiracy. He's like a YouTube nuts. conspiracy. And now he's theorist. like a, he's gonna yeah. be a famous YouTuber type person because he's yeah. got like two million followers. And, and he was stuff. right about Superman, and so like I think that's why the idea that he was getting all the followers in the last right. episode. Right. Last episode, he uh, like Superman, got, which there's there's like a two parter. There's one episode left, uh, so he got taken by like the general and like Waller, and Waller's and like their main enforcer is like Deathstroke. Which is an interesting choice, uh, but the battle Deathstroke's interesting. She's voiced by fucking Rick and Morty, like dad, right. like for some reason, which is a little weird, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to necessarily get out of that. But. Well, because one of the things that we realize is that he's starting to like, um, he's starting yeah. to able to do more. Like he right now doesn't know his entire capacity of powers. No, not at all. So in that episode, there was a moment where he kind of like went nuts, like not nuts, but he like suddenly, he beat all the six guys like beating all of a sudden his power level went up. And and only Ivo was able to get him. It was almost like he couldn't maintain that. He almost couldn't maintain that. And I think Lois, well, even like his superhero, but just I think kicked Lois, him for the first time, yeah. like in but last episode. I think Lois episode. and that little thing that she got from the league of Lois's or whatever it was. I think he got, she got a, Piece of kryptonite. She did. Yeah, well, that's definitely kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
But that's a good show. So Which if you're looking for, I don't know what for... that's all about because they're they because the the cube right. showed her like other universes where Superman like wasn't yeah. good. Right. So I don't know. And if that's, that's weighing like... on her and. Um, which is also this thing called like Day X or something or Zero Day. I forget. I think right. it was was called, which they mentioned a few times. Which seems to be like I think the same day that like when Clark landed on like Earth. I think crypto because there's all this other Kryptonian tech as well. I think there were other incidents that were like dangerous, if that made sense. Where like that tech like Rick re- re- like wreaked havoc on like because like, that general seemingly was there for like some whatever happened on that like day x right like this thing and right, he's, so and that's me, why he's yeah. like fearful of superman so again if you're if you're looking for something a little bit different it's not it's you know like oh great another superman show i i think this is well done it's very it's a nice take if yeah. you don't like superman because you think superman's too overpowered this is a fun take on superman because he's just a college yeah. kid i, I think the, know, the show I think there's actually a lot of, thrives and it's, it's got a lot of fun but they're they're getting making it a little bit more dramatic as they go. Yeah. They're not falling into some of the Superman traps, which sometimes people can't yeah. stand. I think the Clark depiction is very good. I think the Lois depiction is really good. People yeah. really like the Lois in the show. Yeah, uh, she's not obnoxious like sometimes Lois can be. No, she figures it out pretty quick. She's yeah. also but they also did this thing where she's like not as maybe like as impressive as like other Loises, which right. they even like pointed out specifically like right. in that weird multiverse it's episode. Very, it's very Rick and Morty. They're also already a thing. It too, feels a lot. It feels f- very Rick and Morty at times. They're too. moving quick too with certain things like they like Lois and Clark. Like they do the thing where like oh Lois and Clark are already attracted to each other immediately, right. and then they like which I think is usually the case. Right. Uh, and she figures it out pretty quick. Jimmy already knew, which and is the, funny. Yeah, which is fun. The show like kind of thrives best when it's just like the actual relationship between the three of them. I yes. think, which is yes. I don't know. That's cool. Like yeah. that's something that's usually not like like for instance in the fucking like I don't think that. Like Rachel Adam with Rachel Adams, that her name. What's who who plays uh, what's her name in the DCU? Lois, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. There's been so many different. No, movies. no, no. In the one in for the Cavill, like, no, like I, I don't think, think Cavill and like what's uh Rachel. What I don't even know. Like, uh, look up her I'm name looking, for me, I'm please. Going, keep talking. But yeah, yeah whoever, it's Amy Adams. Amy, it's Adams. Amy Adams. Amy Adams and like Henry Cavill, and I like Henry Cavill. I don't think that Amy Adams is a very good Lois. I don't think their relationship ever like fully like like sells it for right. me. Like I like the Lois in this show and the Clark in this show. Like they sell it. Like that they like like each other and like actually like you know what I mean. Like you right. you agree? I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't think a lot of the the because moment- I honestly thought like a lot of people like there's a lot of people that don't like Superman Returns. I liked Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with the, what was it, Brandon Roth or yeah. whatever. But either way, I don't think the But quiet... I thought Kate Bosworth, yeah. who played kind of a, like, she played a really good Lois. I yeah. thought she played one of the better Loises that we've seen. Yeah, but either way, I don't think a lot of the, for Lois, I don't think a lot of the quiet moments in, like, the Cavill movies right. with her, like, work very well. I think, like, maybe if they work best in Man of Steel, of anything. After uh, that, it's bad. After that, it doesn't like their, their chemistry doesn't really come through. Like in Man, like in it's Batman, bad, Superman, it's, it's not good. Batman, Superman, it's not good in Justice not, League. It's not good in Justice League. Although the Snyder, cut, I mean, they literally murder Jimmy Olsen. Better. They murder Jimmy Olsen like literally by terrorists in in Batman v Superman right. in the DCU. Right. So in this one, at least he's alive, which is nice. Well, so. but I but I do think she's better. Lois is better in Snyder cut. Uh yeah, everything. But there's nothing that's not better in the Snyder cut. I don't yeah. think. But I mean, she's Amy Adams is good in that one. Sure. Yeah, it, I'll it give lines you that. up more with the. Well, Man she gets. Of Steel she gets. Some, well, she's in it a little bit more. Right. And she gets a little bit more explained the, on what's, what's going, going on, on with, with her, her character and, and Lois's like and Superman's mom and all that works so much better. 
well, with the fake Lo- Lois mom because because it's right. Martian but that's Manhunter. Fine. I mean, but I but I it still works. Sure, it yeah, still I got works. you. It still it was a much better uh, take on it. Anything else on that? Um, what else? I'm trying to think. No, animated well, like very well actually. Uh, pretty funny most a lot of the time. Uh, relationship between them three main characters are good. If you don't care about like the the canon being like super exact for the Superman villains, then I think you'll like it. What else are we talking about? I don't know. What there? else we got? Uh, we, we were, can I, while you're kind of looking at your notes there. Sure. Um, so it's funny. We've just kind of decided that at some point we've got to rewatch the Looney Tunes show. My, I've, I, yeah, we would. We started, I've we watched a couple episodes it, yeah. and I love the Lola, what's her name? What's his girlfriend's name? Uh, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is batshit crazy in that first well, episode. Lola Bunny is very interesting because they, they. It's so funny. Because like, they the are, whole premise of that show of that Looney Tunes show, and I just gotta look when it came out. Yeah, they just live in a neighborhood. 2011, 2015. Yeah. And it's 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 a it's a good ten years. It's kind ahead. Of ahead of it should have come yeah. out now. It's ahead of its time. It's yeah. way so like, far. There are ahead a lot of, of shows time. that like like you were saying like soup like like Bugs Bunny's like retired or something. He gets residual checks. Because he wrote like he made like he made like the the carrot peeler or something. Right. And then like so he just gets like residual checks every month, <laughs> and that's like what his job is like. So. It's, yeah, because he we never lived in a home. He doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, he just like, lives in a house. He's he has got a, a roommate. House. He's got Speedy he's Gonzalez got Daffy lives. Leaving. Speedy Gonzalez lives there. Yeah, like, like in the hole. In the hole. Like, 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 like his like, like, next door neighbor is like the witch. Yeah. Like in like the, the witch's son is like uh the the monster. Yeah. Like what Mortimer? What's the what's the yeah. what's the the big red thing's name? Yeah, they basically live in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And like Daffy's a loser, yeah, so he a suburb, lives in a suburban town. Yeah, he had a like yeah. like yeah. Porky's an accountant. Yeah, like and it's they, just... and that Daffy bullies <laughs> like. It's like it's like BoJack Horseman for kids, basically. Like, it's just it's just so funny, like because I I mean we still quote that one stupid line from that show, like yeah. like envy and hate. It's like don't it's like, make it's me like choose between, between my, my two children, <laughs> envy and hate. It's like hatred. He's like hatred. And we watched like a meme today of one where he's like on an elevator, like yeah. and like maybe you're maybe you're a psychopath, and like and then he gets off, you're yeah. racist, and like. You're like, those are just quirks. Those yeah. are just quirks. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, what was I trying to think of? Some, there was like one where it's like, Bugs, what are you doing in an Albanian prison? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which that episode's batshit. Like, if you've like watched the wider context, because that like the, the reason why he's there is literally a plot of the fucking episode. <laughs> like, he gets like in, like arrested for like being a spy, like in Albania, so he gets him in Albanian prison. It's like, why is this in the children's Looney Tunes like show? But that that. When he falls in love, but the bad crazy. And Daffy's special forces because of an entirely yeah. different arc in the episode, and then right. ends up where Bugs is. Left. But it's funny because it, what's funny about that thing too is like stupid things that happen, like continue on yeah. through multiple episodes. Even like for something like that, would obviously just would never normally happen. Yeah. And it is this alternative universe, like Bugs Bunny thing, because yeah. like I think Sylvester doesn't even talk. No, because like, yeah, some of them, yeah, he's some just of them are a cat. Just cats he talks shit, in the yeah. he, in the Looney Tunes when he's with Sylvester. I mean, Tweety, it's fine, but like nobody can understand him he's just a cat yeah it's just hilarious Lola Bunny's very interesting on the show because like Lola Bunny actually she's like has a stalker it, girlfriend well, one she hasn't showed up a lot like in the mythos of like Looney Tunes she's not like no, an no, overly she's, present I character she's not really a character no, well, she was Space in, Jam she was invented for Space Jam and I don't think she's in anything else until this show Space Jam 2 no, this no, no, show no, until this show though but this show actually does a different I, she's not the same character that she is in Space Jam where Space no. Jam is like an incredibly like competent yes. like very she's overly sexual Yes. like 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 anim like right. anamorphic like animal 
right. human rabbit person. Yes. Like this one make like way desec like just like, sexualizes her like way less right. and makes her like fucking dumb. Like, I, it makes I her, like, think <laughs> when they did like Looney Tune and fucking batshit. Like, I'm pretty sure like with Looney Tune babies or whatever it was called. Yeah. I'm sh- I think there's a baby Lola baby Bunny Lola in, that in that one. Yeah. And then I think she's there are some animated like shorts now that she's in. But no, but sometimes they're afraid a, to make female characters. She was a new character for Space like, Jam. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the times they wouldn't do a character where she's just like she's funny and she's like because she's dumb. Like they wouldn't do that a lot of times right. now. But like that character sells it. It's never offensive. It's just right. like this character is she's quirky just... and fucking like batshit. Yeah. Like a one, there's a scene where she's like, he's like, there's, it's like I'm on the phone with he's on the phone with Bugs. And it's like there's a person with you that looks like you. I'm gonna hit him. And then like the next shot is like. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tries to fucking run bugs over. Like it's like she's unhinged in every scene she's oh, in. Basically. What is the matter with you? Like, like it's like it's what what's really and obviously I grew up on Bugs Bunny. Like yeah. Saturday mornings, Bugs Bunny cartoons. The Bugs, I mean, the like, Bugs, I the mean, bugs like, and Daffy are I mean, actually both perfect in the show as well. I mean, like like they, literally yeah, yeah. literally Bugs Bunny. But like you know, mom, I, I love Bugs Mom Bunny. always jokes about like that most of my cultural references came from Bugs Bunny. Like what I know about opera and famous novels. Most of it is from the original from Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny cartoons. You know, like like you know, I mean, there's tons of funny stories that I could tell, and 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 the fact that they found this way um, to make Bugs Bunny like on that show, and even like the shorts that they just came out with that are on. Um, yeah, that feels recently. like the most modern like version of like that that we've seen. If that makes sense, well, like the most like adapted dropped, to the modern age of on that. Ma- on, on HBO, they drop some Bugs Bunny like cartoon type shorts, like some, some new updated ones, ones. Yeah. and they're really good. And they do feel like the style of the old 1940s, 50s, 60s Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. But what they the Bugs Bunnies, the Bugs Bunnies, the original Bugs has got the white gloves again. Like yeah. it's really kind of funny the way they kind of went with it, and they. Um, and they finally got some voice actors. The voice actor that does Daffy and Bugs are both really, yeah. really, really. And Daffy's good. just a horror, like the most horrible like human being. He is Daffy's most... like like Rick from Rick and Morty, yeah, basically. Definitely. He's like, and he's worse. the only but thing he's we kind liked. Of worse. And he's the only thing we liked in Space Jam too. Yeah, Daffy was the only funny part it was in that the movie. The only like... thing we liked in Space Jam too. The rest of it was just kind of like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I think they should have walked off the set, except for like the, what happened to our characters. All right, last thing, I guess, and then we can figure this out. Or What am I talking about? I'm fucking I've been tired. watching Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't mind Peaky Blinders. It's pretty good. It's um, it's Sopranos meets Gangs of New York. Yeah. It's very good, and I watched it because, obviously, what's his name from Oppenheimer, the actor? Uh, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy is so good in that show. Killian Murphy's probably going to win Best Actor. Cinematically, it's very good. Oh, but that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about Oppenheimer briefly. Oh, we have got time. I mean, I know we're late. Yeah. I know we're late to be talking about Oppenheimer. I don't think we need to tell anybody that we thought it was great. Yeah, really good. We probably, won the opening night. Yeah, a lot of Oscar stuff that's going to get in. A lot of people are going to get nominees. Cillian Murphy, nobody else should even get nominated for Best Actor because they're they just, just going to give it to Not Cillian even Murphy. have anybody else in the character? Cillian yeah, Murphy five times. not going to get nominated for no. Ken? I mean, maybe. I don't even know, actually. Apparently he's really good in that movie. So I haven't seen we haven't seen Barbie yet, but he hates this movie. Hates men. <laughs> good. Make, I hope it makes as much money as possible, just to piss as many people off. So. I, I think it's great because every time somebody complains about Barbie, 
that the ticket sales go up. Yeah. Every time somebody major, like some priest or something, like or just not priest, some minister, yeah. like bought a Barbie townhouse and then smashed it on the altar, so yeah. everybody shared it. So everybody was like, "I'm gonna go see that movie now." But yeah, like a like, thing. The only things that have made money this year are like are woke shit. So or like woke shit, according to like the the fucking detractors, because like Spider Verse made money, like it's woke. Like, I don't know what you... There's a pro-trans shit in Woke there. Woke man. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's lots of diversity. Uh, fucking Guardians, like, made money. Like, that's a so fucking diverse it's, cast. It's, it's funny because, um, you know, a lot of people were like... Barbie you know, made There money. was a lot of weird... Because, ant- obviously, there's a lot going on with Disney, and I don't want to get into the politics of it. But Disney had a really... Actually ended up having a pretty damn good year because... This year? No. They did. No, because, no, the overall, the overall portfolio of the whole company, it's because they made because they made cuts and they did some things. Disney is not like people thought like the anti-Disney stuff was going to really work, but Disney still found a way to well, make Well, no, you can money. look at the polling stuff and like as much as like the, the Disney the is going stuff. Disney is going through trouble, but like the political stuff isn't affecting Disney nearly as much as like the a lot of people like are affecting. Disney, the stuff that's affecting Disney just happens to be they're making horrific uh they're making creative, deci- creative They've made decisions. they've made a significant amount of horrific creative right. decisions simultaneously while doing political stuff. That like a certain subsection you know, of people do not like, and that that subsection has used that to be like it's not working because of this. When there yeah. is like a some like level of overlap, whatever. But no, like Disney is not failing because they decided to make woke. They decide they're failing because they're making shitty remakes that nobody wants to watch, or they're do or they're failing Star Wars, or they're failing Marvel. Like that's what they're doing, not because they're woke or because they make bad shit and they're rushing it out. No, that, I've always said just make a good product and people will go see it. Like, that's the joke, like, that Mattel was like, oh, we're going to greenlight all these other toy movies. No, just well, greenlight well, they, more just movies doing, about well, strong women. Well, they're just to the stock. Because people will go. Like, who do you think is going to see this movie? Like, the, the, the problem always has been for, like, Well, like they're just mom, executives. They have no creative talk, ability at all. No, but the problem is, is that a lot of times when you look at the market for films, the big blockbusters are always targeted men. Yeah. And and they always say, well, the larger percentage of the population in America, for example, is 51% women. So why aren't you making more movies to get huge amounts of women's out to the theater? And someone finally realized that when they made Barbie, that you'll mm-hmm. actually get a lot of people out to the theaters. Well, like, and- Mattel's stock price is just the highest it's been in fucking years because of the Barbie thing. So right. the only executive, like, thing in their mind is greenlight every other product we have. So but I don't want to see an 8 Which, again, movie. that's not the... Again, anyone with the brain knows that that's not the lesson you were supposed to take from Barbie right. doing well. Like, right. like, Barbie did well... Like Barbie is yes, Barbie would have made money either way. I think like Barbie would have made a lot it's of money making either a way. Ridiculous but it amount of money. But it, it's making a ridiculous amount of money. One because of the they did a good marketing job for it. Right. Let's oh, be real. Sure. Um, and they spent a lot of money. They said they spent more money marketing it than they did making the film actually, which I think were worth it in this case. They did the right analysis, and that was actually you know Warner Brothers actually made a good choice with how to much to market something, unlike Flash. Uh, well, a couple comments like so. She's now the director is now the. Director that's made female first female director. She's the highest female. F- her film, the gross highest of all time. Yeah, more um, than Wonder Woman now. As of the other day, she was. Well, besides like Frozen, I think right. No, or yeah. is that past Frozen now? It's it's twenty fifth all time. Okay. Um, and that was last weekend, so it's gonna move up at least two, three more. Yeah, it's gonna keep going. It's gonna end up being when it's all said and done, probably top 
it, it, I think it might make it into the top ten all time. Probably at this point. Because yeah. to be honest, it's still doing it's Black well. Black Panther for white Like, women. it's still in the theater, and it's still doing well, and I don't think they're pulling it out anytime soon. Yeah. And people are going back and back and back. To I think it's like movie. Black Panther. It's having like, it's like Black Panther for like women, basically. It's a, it's like a similar it's like cultural impact. No, it's a simplification of it, but it's like it's, kind it's of a fair it's, comparison. It's a kind of the, the way yes. it's what's happening with it. So all the men are watching it too and liking it. So I mean, I we just haven't got. I don't know. We just never got around to seeing it because no, yeah. of different for various reasons. I was away and then different things. We just haven't found the time. I'd all like right, to see it. I'll uh, probably, but I guess I'll finish did up. Did you want to say anything? Did, didn't you have uh, a couple DC things you wanted to throw out, or did you just? Right, well, Blue Beetle bother? came out this weekend. Yeah, and what are you? I don't know any. I you didn't even tell me. Which so Blue Beetle is good. Anything? There's good reactions from what I can tell. Like from what I've seen, like it was mostly positive. But right. it's just one of those things where it's like it, like it made twenty six mil this weekend. How much money did this movie make? Uh, take uh, like 100 something maybe I don't know 120 maybe I don't know but either way not good right um, and again it's not it, this to be, and it's an interesting situation it's having like it made less than Shazam like I don't know like and this movie was supposed to not be in theaters at, at one point it was supposed to be an HBO Max release which again nothing makes money if you're if, like releasing a film straight to like max like it's usually not like worth it right but and theoretically like this is a smaller production budget so they were like okay we'll put it in theater and maybe it'll make its money back and it might make like its money back eventually like i don't know but 26 mil like opening weekend really really like like blue beetle is not a like big dc character from what i can tell but he's not an unknown like dc character like, he's a bigger character than, like, multiple guys that, like, James Gunn, like, has announced for his own, like, like, like you know, lineup of shit coming out. Like, if you're – and like it was, it was – and, it, and it's hard to judge anything because, like, we don't know if, like, people are going to suddenly return once it's, like, the James Gunn slate. Like, do we know that or are people know. just giving up at this point? Like, not I don't – Not if it sucks. Exactly. So, but in my mind, I'm like, okay – like Flash wasn't like well received, and you maybe like you can. There's a lot, 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 lot going on with the Flash and why that movie didn't make right. money. But maybe like if you're an executive or whatever, you can be like, okay, the Flash didn't make money because we hyped it up so much, and then like the reviews were just okay, which is basically what ended up happening for that movie. They so ended up being what fine. was supposed to be? Well, this has fantastic his first reviews. movie. Who's Gunn's first movie? Well, this isn't it, I don't think. In the no, same not Blue way, Beetle. what was his first movie supposed to like be? Like Superman Legacy, I guess is like the first official one. And that's when did be. you even remember when they said that was going to come out? Theoretically, uh, like twenty five. So I now think. it's twenty six. Uh, well, probably because they're not strike. doing it. They can't the strike, do anything. Yeah. They can't even write it. There's nobody sitting in a writer's room writing it. Well, I don't know how much of they had of it because he was writing it. So I don't know how much of it he had done before. The, the strike, if that made sense. But they're literally doing nothing. But right now they now. can't do anything, yeah. So, so now no, you have to keep in mind this probably pushback further. Everything is in development, yeah. like, purgatory right now. Yeah, exactly. Very, very, very little is going on. So, for example, There's like, some stuff overseas, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah like, don't it, like, so, for example, like, I some think, HBO stuff that gets filmed out of London is still, like, going, kind of. But that's, right. like, about it. But like, even that has slowed down a lot out of respect for the industry. Uh, yeah, so and there's still Americans things. and stuff and people from other places that have to go over there and, yeah, like, like American actors much, can't go and so. go there. And a no, lot that's of, still scabbing. Like, yeah. even if you're on strike in the, in the American people, you, like, if you go over to Britain, you're still scabbing. You won't work again in some circles. Um, like there was something like I saw, for example, Morgan Freeman was on TV yesterday yeah. 
uh, promoting um, a series that he did about uh, the the. Seven six one black attack. Yeah, there are Tank exceptions. Legion. Let me finish my story. Yeah. And and they were very clear to announce when they introduced him is that film was produced, um, uh, and they they paid everybody um, in a different way so that was allowed. That's why he's allowed to appear without him appearing as if he's crossing the picket line. No, there are there are like the the, the guild has exceptions out if yeah. I remember correctly. Like there are certain movies like if they were done before a certain time, right. like you were allowed to continue your right. your press for in certain cases. Like right. there were or if you had like very specific uh, like deals that you had already signed on to that that you couldn't get out of. Like there were right. specific cases like that. But then there's also stuff like uh, like A twenty one, which produced like everything everywhere at all once, which is right. a smaller. Studio, it's not like one of the big, right. like uh, conglomerate ones. Like that one, that one has already wage. agreed. That yes. studio has already agreed to all the the guild's um demands, demands. and is paying right. like accordingly. So people can go still work on that set and do movies for them. And I think that was the same thing with, um, with the Morgan Freeman thing with the Morgan Freeman okay, project, yeah. which he got involved in because he mm-hmm. he said he never knew. Which that again, there also, was a black, which also shows the hypocrisy tank. and the. I really want to watch that because mm-hmm. I and I think you and I will really enjoy that yeah. because it's about first of all. You and I often talk about not on this podcast about things that happened that we never hear about, and now I never heard. Have you ever heard that there was a black tank battalion that Patton needed? Uh, probably, yeah. I never like heard that before, and point, and yeah. and Morgan Freeman said he didn't know until about twelve years ago. He had never heard of it, yeah. so that's why he felt it was so important to tell the story because they had let these guys train and train and train and train, but nobody would use them. But then every they were so depleted with tank mm-hmm. crews. After the invasion of Normandy, that Patton was like, "Go get them!" Like, and then mm-hmm. they were like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. This group, um, because they and they they never pulled them out. Yeah. After they got into the war, so it's I'm really interested in this thing. Yeah, to roll it back really cool a little footage. bit, and I agree with you that we yeah, should get to, yeah. to watch. Uh, but to roll it back just slightly. Uh, but yeah, even like the idea of like a twenty one, I think that's what the studio is called, yeah, is able to uh, like pr- like pay all the, the, the right. what's being demanded. Only shows the greed and like hypocrisy of the the big studios as well that uh, are refusing to do stuff like that when the little indie studios that have way less money and way less revenue and stuff like that than them can afford to do it. Then you certainly can as well. So pay your actors, pay your writers. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it, it's definitely you yeah. know. Speaking of actor who won't get paid though. Okay. Well, just wanna, do you want to finish what you're saying, though? I don't know. I, I wasn't that important. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot. <laughs> uh, so, like, right, this me, was, we're, me, we're very me, late to this as well. Let me mention something about but, this. Can I mention yeah. something before you go on your thing? Sure. I, I really like the first Wonder Woman. Now I can't stand her. I, I, and, I, and it's nothing political. I've just watched her in several things now, and she's not good. Uh, I can. I'm pretty. I think I can explain this situation pretty adequately. Sure. Because um, explain it to me. There's then. a couple things going on with this. So, so Gal Gadot was in like an interview or something, which I assume I don't know if she was strike breaking or not. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and she was basically talking about how like James Gunn and Peter Safran said. Like and I don't know like her exact quote, but basically she said that she had had a meeting with them. They were developing, and they Wonder said Woman that they 3. were going to develop Wonder Woman three, right. like with her. And I, I assume it was like an Elseworlds like right. type thing. So like, like the Batman or like Joker, like not a part of like the main canon or whatever. Uh, and then within days, like d- like DC and like Warner Brothers don't decide to like you know talk to her like 
actually herself. They just put out like a hit piece, basically, or like one of those like variety articles where it's very obvious that like the source and also from like the the sources that I follow, who like went and did like feelers out like into the industry and stuff. Like the source for the variety article was very much inside Warner Brothers that it, right. like gave this information out to quash the idea. I assume that they thought that it would go away, and that it but it didn't. So they used on a Friday, I think it was. They threw out this like there, there's no Wonder Woman three happening. Gal Gadot, and they made Gadot look. They did the Friday look, dump. Too. Yeah, they yeah they made Gal Gadot look dumb basically. Um, which I have my own like, I don't particularly like Gal Gadot like either. Um, but, it, but a lot of people thought that it was pretty like sh- like you know shitty thing to do to Gal Gadot, who's already probably not going to be continuing as Wonder Woman. So then to also like embarrass her on top of that. Uh, and especially because like Gal Gadot in her own interview said that like they had told her. So then the and then the, the the variety thing says no, that never happened. So somebody's lying. And this is also one of those th- situations, even to go further back, that like this is entirely Gunn's fault. Like I like James Gunn. I like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I like a lot of the most of the movies he's made. I think he'll probably do a good job with Superman. But, like, so many of the issues and the drama that, like, he's had to deal with, like, as DC, like, studio head, like, which he was going to have to deal with anyway. You know what I mean? Shut up, man. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. so much Archie of the... Just find, find, Archie finally joined the conversation. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just... uh, and then, so, so he's, much of, like... Apparently, the... he's a big uh, Wonder Woman fan, sure, and he's yeah. very upset with you. I don't care. Okay, sorry uh, about that. But <laughs> I don't even know where I was. Now. Sorry, I am a jerk sometimes. I don't know where I was. Joke, now. So. Uh, um, where was I? Well, no, I, what you were before I rudely, very rudely, Archie and I rudely interrupted you. You were basically stating that like she's kind of put herself out there and 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 oh, and then, and then you trailed in saying that we like James Gunn a lot as in his films, but he really is a terrible. Mouthpiece. He just seems to say for his anything. own stuff. Like, in like he, he just I says think he gets dumb nervous things. And he like, said a bunch of dumb things that really hurt. And a the lot flesh. of them are things that were like they weren't in an interview. They weren't prompted. Like it was just. And I appreciate the that you're trying to be transparent at some level. But I think his desire to do that. He's also answered questions that he didn't even know the answer to. Like they haven't decided stuff. Like for instance, they like they they did the thing with Cavill. Right. And. He said, no, we're actually, like, scratch what we said two months ago. Cavill's not returning. It won't happen. We got to reboot. And then, like, when asked about every other character from the fucking franchise, he's like, oh, like, he won't say. It's like, no, everyone was fine with it when you were going to clean slate it, which is what this bitch needs anyway, given the box office of your last three films. So, like, and he was asked, like, specifically about Godot on Twitter before. He's like, no, we might do something with it. He's like, no, just say, like, we're done. Like, and, and like, and to, well, then they said, then he had the weird comment that Blue Beetle was the first film in the new front and the new whatever. Well, I assume he's just trying to when he says shit like that, he has to placate some dumbass exec because I assume it wasn't Gunn who decided like that Blue no, Beetle needs to be released in film now, right? Things. Yes, obviously, but I but at, at some level, he is still like an employee of a dumbass executive realistically above him so occasionally he probably has to say some dumb shit so i think the idea for blue beetle was like no this maybe this movie isn't like which his wording was horrible when it came to what blue beetle was like he said like this is the first dceu character which i think just means that this actor we will use as blue beetle 
in my own thing, but probably avoid ignore the rest of this, which is very confusing and doesn't help. And probably also just in the same reason that Flash, nobody went to see because they knew it wasn't going to lead anything. And nobody went to see Shazam because they knew it wouldn't lead into anything. Did you realize I watched Shazam 2? You've seen Shazam 2? I stopped, though. You stopped watching. I stopped it. I watched the first scene. Yeah, and then you turned it off. And I was like, I don't even know where you were. I just said, I, I just, it's just bad. Like it was just, it, it reminded me of that first awful scene of Flash. Yeah, I think both films are pretty similar. Kind and of. I was just like, I, I just, I'm like, what the. Which it, this is good it reviews, was bad. But I just Blue couldn't Beetle, watch it. Like with good reviews, and again, maybe. When it's escaped the purgatory of what the DCU is now, and like this weird like in between that we're stuck right. in, maybe DC will be able to have good films again. But cur- on the current way that like of what's weighing DC down, anything that has like in the in universe label or like associated with the main line, whatever they're trying to do with DC, right. doesn't seem to be landing at all. And if that persists, like even beyond like Aquaman like two, which is the end of like these this lineup of films before we right. finally get to. Like James I Gunn for, stuff. I don't know how like Booster Gold is gonna make money if, I, honestly, if Blue Beetle can't. I don't know how Swamp. I, I love Swamp Thing. I don't know how like Swamp Thing is gonna make money if Blue Beetle can't. Honestly, I don't like, understand. I keep forgetting that Aquaman Two still floating around, and that's gonna be floating around. And they've right refilmed and they've done three reshoots for that. Probably refilmed so, the so, entire thing so, twice at so this point, my, so and it's gonna not make thing. any money. So it can't make any money because they spent three hundred million dollars on it. Yeah, it's a similar Flash scenario, I think, where there's so much or, being spent on it yeah, that like, like, it, it doesn't have the like chance to other make things money. That they or Indiana re- Jones scenario where there right, was so much was money right. spent on it that it doesn't have even have the opportunity to make money. Right. Because you've made the you've already made you the, wasted so much you've money. Because again, they reshooted so much of Indiana Jones. They reshot so much of like that happens a lot. The things that like Secret Invasion is so expensive because they reshot four months of it. Like I just can't understand. How with Secret Evasion, which which was awful. Yeah, yeah. Way. Like I, I don't know I if we ever talked like, about that, but that shit was fucking no, dog we, shit. We skipped We're not episode talk about five. It. We skipped we, episode we did five skip episode and just five watched, watched episode six. Yeah, we wa- right. we skipped episode five and just figured we'd heard about what happened, so we watched the recap and watched six, and it was just bad. Yeah, that's I, really, I am really glad really to atrocious. see that the Marvel um, animated. Actors, I know there's not a lot of them. The VFX but that, guys, the VFX guys basically formed a union. Yeah, they're trying to. I'm not sure if they formed so, one yet, but they're trying to do something as well, and they need that shit. They so. need because they've been overworking those dudes. Yep, and, and ladies. Mm-hmm. So, all right, anything else? anything else? Oh, back to the gun, like adult yeah. thing, like, like it just like just first off, you have to you have to clean slate this shit, like yeah. except for like two guys, like if you want to keep like. Like, they're going to want to keep Marco Robbie now as Harley Quinn after Barbie. Like, like that's going to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, like, probably going to happen. Right, well, let me comment on that because I like, do you feel like. Clean slate the Justice League at least. So like, you, you could, you could, Margot Robbie being Harley Quinn is so pigeonholed where she is. Yeah. You almost could just continue this lame bit universe for another, because you're not going to do more than one anyway. You might do one more movie. I think James Gunn still wants to do another Peacemaker season. We'll see if that happens. And and if you just kind of not even mention any of the other Superman-type characters, because there's nothing in those two franchises you need. You don't need out of characters you don't being need, added in Superman need, Legacy. You know what I mean? You don't need like, that Bat. You don't need that Batman. You don't need that Joker. And and Peacemaker and Amanda Waller's kind of well liked in that bit. So just leave that Amanda Waller and don't even mention any of the other Superman or 
make fun of them in in some way, but you don't need them to appear. You don't need them to appear at all. Yeah, hundred percent. And so just and, and Legacy have, has a bunch of new characters being introduced that have already been in it, like Huntress and like yeah. Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, and like a bunch of other shit. So Bring it's like, so that. like, how are they going to be like? So yeah. it was, it was Gal, Gal Gadot going to be running around with all these new people? Like, no. And also, like. Gal Gadot can't act. No, and that's what my like, point was. I, and I, I, mean, I don't. You've think, already said this. Like, yeah. In Wonder Woman one, like, like, say what you want. She she does the fish out of water thing like well enough in that movie. I think like her style of acting like lends into her yeah. like innocence and like kind of like uh like unfamiliarity with her surroundings and stuff like that in that movie. And I think that movie's fine and pretty good and still holds up pretty well. Um, but everything she's done since then has been rather downhill. Wonder Woman 2, uh, she's been awful. Wonder Woman 2 She's awful. I've heard she's awful in that movie Red Notice that's on, like, Netflix. I heard heard she's she's awful in, she's awful in that one, like, uh, like, Egypt thing that plopped horribly, right? Death on the Nile? Death on the Nile. She's She's not good in that. And it, you know what the problem with Death on the Nile is? It's like, when you look at who's in Death of a Nile, like there's some of the best actors of our generation yeah. in that film. But and to be fair, nobody just... was good in that film. That film was awful, from what I remember. Um, no, I thought Death of the Nile was okay. I thought people hated it, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, I thought I'm okay with Death of the Nile. Uh, okay. I thought I think the overall reaction to that film was like everyone's bad in it. It's and she's done... the worst no, of no, being no. like. No, I, I Death of the Nile because now they're doing another um, Kenneth Branagh. As Hercule Poirot movie, so this will be the third one. Yeah, because they did Orleans Express, they did Death of the Nile, and they're doing another one. So clearly, it did well enough for them to justify doing another one. No, I don't think I don't Death of the Nile is not that. Death of the Nile is not what you're thinking. Yes, of. it is. Death, I, no, she's not in the sequel to that. I don't think. I think this Death is of the Nile else. is Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot. I watched it. Is he in that? Yes, is she in he's that? Hercule. That's the one she's in. One sec, I need to see something. She dies. Red notice. Death. Okay, sure. I didn't realize that that's yes. what that was. Sure. No, right. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Because I saw it. And Either I way, thought, she's not good no, let me either. finish what I was saying. My point was I saw it and she was bad in it. She was in a movie with a bunch of other really good actors and actresses and she wasn't good. Because Russell Brand is it. He's really good. And that Benning's really good. Um, and again, her like, only other role before Wonder Woman that's like of note is... Like a random Fast and Furious character that's like probably the least personality of like all of the, the random ones that are around. Um, she's good in the first Wonder Woman. She's fine in the Snyder Cut, actually. But like every time she shows up after that, like in Justice League and then like all the cameos, she's like yeah. horrible and they reuse they overuse her theme. When you watch those and, like, when you watch her in those performances, don't they feel like they were she wasn't even on set when they filmed them? Uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah. It yeah, feels like they brought her in. They brought her in on a Tuesday and everybody else was somewhere else and they said, Stand on the green screen and yeah. say this line. We'll put you in. Yeah, and look down and say, it, yeah. in, and throw your lasso on somebody, and, and let's also, do that same like, lazy bit again. I think one again. of the main three needs to be a better actor. Like, I just do. Like, like Wonder Woman has more depth than what Gal Gadot's capable of. I know Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman doesn't always come across as the most, like, deep or, like, uh, like character with, like, a lot of stuff to tell. But, like, no, she is. Like, if you look at the, depending on the arc, and a better actor could 100% play Wonder Woman and probably should. Like, well, the worst thing about it is, is the best actor, character, whatever portrayal that they had, the most popular was Henry Cavill, Cavill, and then they ditched him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't get ditched. Like, he was more popular than all the other people that you've mentioned that you might keep. Right. 
like yeah, like Henry Cavill is more well liked than I think Ben Affleck Batman. I think he's more well well liked than Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. Like I think like which is I guess those are the only two that I I don't even know. Like it's so confusing everything that like they've like well, we, some of the things. I, mean, I assume gone. he's trying not to step on toes, and that there's some of the people that have made some of these shitty movies. He still has to work with going forward. But like, he could have basically come out and said, "Hi, I'm James Gunn." And as much as there's some good things there and some bad things there, we just think it's important to just have a clean slate. And we hope that you enjoy Blue Bleed Beetle. And it's a character that if it, if you like it, you may we may keep that character because yeah. we think you're going to really yeah, like. So this much movie. of his stress could have been saved, but you know, like, like both just clean slating. I, I think that would have been more received. What I just did as a press conference. And this is the third. This is like the third or fourth time we've had to deal with like a situation of a person being confused if they were going to stay on or not, and having a public like feud with Gunn right. about it, like which is entirely his fault. Like, and it's the third time that like Gunn said something about what he would. Someone what, take his phone away. No, like, like, cause he said that about Affleck too. He's like, we're gonna do a movie with Affleck, yeah. and then Affleck's <laughs> like, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, like, like, it's happened. That, right. mo- right. Or like, or Gunn said like, we didn't even wait like a day for Flash to flop, to, 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 and then he was like, oh, he's gonna be the Batman director. Right. Like, which is like, okay, let's no, cause myself he's my done own a issues. A bunch of weird like, things that he stepped into things, and I don't make any sense. All right, I think we're out of time here. All right, well, my last thing I'll say about yeah. Godot, and even for Godot, like, like since Wonder Woman, she's at a b- b- PR blunder after PR blunder. Yeah. Like, like she had the, again, people forget about the Imagine thing during COVID, which people still very much remember. Remember when all those celebrities were like, we're going to make everyone feel better by singing Imagine into our cell phone. That was Gal Gadot set that up. Like, that was her brilliant idea. Like, not to mention, um, she's been bad in every movie she's been in besides the Wonder Woman role. So she's not been able to maintain any groundwork and has only embarrassed herself in other things. Uh she comes across kind of like fake at points as well. And then to get into something else, uh, that I won't get into very, very deeply. I won't get I won't get into it very deeply, but she there's offended a her bunch of Israeli people. politics aren't great. Right. She's offended a bunch of people. Yeah. So And I and she's allowed and, and to be fair to her, she's allowed to have those opinions, but then I don't have to wanna buy her product if she has yeah, she's she allowed to say she likes, whatever yeah. she wants, but then I'm allowed to not I don't want her to get canceled. Yeah. I just don't want, because I don't believe in that. I just don't have to purchase your product. You're allowed to have free speech and say whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that I have to buy your product. Go do the project. There's a lot of people who, the, the opinions I'm talking about, right. they are not like. Uh, no, it's not super. They're not like niche opinions that like right. people, like there's a lot, there's even a lot of like, uh, like left leaning uh, establishment people that have those right. same opinions, but that right. you know what I mean. But right. either way, that is becoming the thing that we're talking about is becoming a more of a boiling point that is affecting like like stuff like this more than it used to say five six years ago. Sure, I think like that's this a is very more of point. a cultural like point that people care about now there's, more than like five. There's more like I remember five years ago you couldn't even talk about this and like the idea of it even being like a one or two sided thing like a two sided affair was just no they're just terrorists like like you know I'm not again I'm not trying to get into no, it like yeah, no, it's no. a very very complicated issue it's that very, we do very, not very have the knowledge to and it and, and part of the reason why it's become so compl- complicated is because it's come to a head because of extremes mm-hmm. that have gotten too much power yeah and that has led to some problems because. Most people want to support Israel, but now it's become something because of extremes, yeah. and that's really what the problem is because there's they they're they push too far, so to speak, yeah. in my mind. But all right, you got anything else? Yeah, uh, that's it. Okay, well, it's you know this was nice. It's always nice to be back in the studio with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. 
with the drop of uh, Ahsoka. Um, hope for the best. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we all. I think it's funny because that group's a very. We're, we're, you guys are kind of like you're all over the place in terms of your opinions. It's it's a very diverse panel on Seven One Six Attack Legion, um, um, and it's not negative, but it's very. You guys all have very very different opinions. So yeah, different uh, types of, if you're still have, with us, yeah, I'm the more watch like, out Seven One Six Attack Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, look out for the return of Zack Squared or whatever it's going to be called. But more importantly, check out, and I'm, we're going to invite you on at some point, onto the Double Fist Punch podcast, uh, which is going to be a Star Trek podcast where you're going to review all the shows in order, so to speak, uh, and on that show. But we are going to be a very positive Star Trek-themed show. We are not going to be like, we're not going to be those those people out there that are mad and hate stuff. So uh, thanks for watching. As positive we'll- as I am about Star Wars all the time. Yes, that's you, Mr. Positivity. That's what we call you at home. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next time.